Dr. Smoke. What's up? Thanks for being here. Thanks for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I I love the name Dr. Smoke. It's a little creepy. It's a little heavy. It's a little stonery. I love everything about it. Thanks, man. It gives off it gives off the right vibes. For sure. Yeah, I I love it. And you guys are from Ohio too, right? Yep. What what is it like being a, a metal band in Ohio? Because I'm in Illinois and I don't see too many Midwestern bands uh around. I haven't had too many on. There's no music really here happening in Rockford that I know of. Even in Chicago, it's a little quiet. I know I have a few friends that are in bands, but not a whole lot of scene going on as far as I know. What's it like out there in Ohio? Well, I mean, where we're at, there's not a whole, whole lot going on. There's a handful of bands. Um, but where we're at, I mean, venue-wise, there's like nothing. Where are you like, at in Ohio? Uh, we're right on the uh, border of Ohio by West Virginia and Pennsylvania, but uh, near Steubenville, okay. Ohio. So not even really Midwest at that point. It's, it's more East, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're lucky because we're pretty close to Pittsburgh, um, Cleveland, uh, that kind of area. So uh, you can kind of branch out into different areas and, and play some different places that may have some venues that can, you know, put on shows that you want to see. Yeah. And we um, are where we are in Ohio. We're only we're like kind of like in the middle of uh, Columbus and Cleveland. Also, it's like two hours either way so gotcha. we're not in a horrible area but immediate local area there's not much um that's true there is uh born and raised in in ohio uh jeff's actually from west virginia but yeah i'm from from ohio yeah gotcha. okay. i'm right uh i live in weirton west virginia which is right in the tip of we always we always say you know if you look at west virginia like this we're up here in this part of it <laughs> so. nice yeah Okay. So, um, yeah, I first heard Dr. Smoke a year or two ago. I heard The Witching Hour and I loved it. It had kind of this creepy occult rock metal vibe to it. And then you guys, it, you were just gone. You had one album out and that was it. What, what yeah. happened? What happened there? Oh man. Well, Jeff wasn't even in the band yet at that point. Um, we never really went anywhere. Um, we still were active during this whole time period, seven years. Um, yeah. I wish that we would have released some more music, but I mean, it went the way it did, you know, um, things happened. We had, we had some lineup changes, um, some life things going on. Um, Steve, our other guitarist, he joined uh, another band for a while. I mean, he was still active with us, but he was busy for a short period of time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so it hasn't been total radio silence. I mean, it might appear that way online, but we've been we've been doing stuff. You know, seven years isn't you know unheard of. You know, there's lots of bands yeah. that go quite quite the distance between albums, but you know, there's a band like Lowrider that was gone for 20 years. They put out O to I O and then disappeared for 20 years. Came back and put out Refractions in 2020, which is one of my favorite records of 2020. So seven years isn't really too bad if you look at it that way. There's always plenty of time to come back and, and make more music. Yeah, right. I mean, and there's plenty of bands, you know, that, I mean, like look at the new Iron Maiden album just came out. That's been a, a six-year yeah. gap. Uh, the new Carcass album is, I think, uh, a six-year gap. So at the gates, I love them, and they they were going for a while. Man, so. Yeah. You guys are now signed to Ripple. Were you signed to Ripple on the first one, or was that a new... 
uh, new yeah. signing for them? Uh, no, the first album was released through Totem Cat Records. That's a French label. Um, we just signed with Ripple uh, earlier this year. Um, How'd that come about? Because for a band that, that wasn't around for, let's say, seven years, they just heard that first record and they were like, if you ever decide to come back, come back here? Or, or how did that happen? Funny enough, man, I mean, that's kind of that's how it was. Yeah. Um, uh, when I talked to Todd, I mean, before I even talked to him, a few years ago, in 2018, when we were working on the record, we had posted like some videos uh, to Facebook where we were just like, we were recording and stuff. And uh, he reached out to us and just said, hey, like, what's your plans with this record? And at the time, you know, we didn't have any. So I just said, we don't have any, <laughs> straight up. Um, and then, uh, when it came time to shop the record, you know, he was an obvious choice cause he had already showed interest and, um, Ripple's you know, shit. He, yeah. he was pumped, man. And, uh, it's been, it's been a great experience working with him so far. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. basically, uh, that's been pretty much what he told me though. He said that he had gotten, uh, the witching hour through distro from totem cat and just thought it was great. And he actually, he told me he thought that we were a European band which is funny. <laughs> it, you, you almost do kind of give off that vibe for some reason. It's kind of like yeah. this mix of like stoner occult metal and hearing you from Ohio is, is surprising for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah. I would I do an accent if I, I, I suck at accents. Jeff's accent master over here. <laughs> you could probably give me. <laughs> I mean, it well, does kind of have that vibe and I, I think, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like any, one thing in particular so it kind of picks pieces maybe from some european bands and maybe it's that occult thing though because because there's a lot of bands that do the occult sound uncle acid and bands like that that are not from the states and and i don't know how many bands from the states kind of do that but maybe that's why i mean there was a lot of uh, a lot of swedish bands influenced the writing process for this record so i mean that might have a lot to do with it uh bands like in solitude and uh, Tribulation, and uh, Ghost, obviously, and Opeth is a Swedish band, and uh, Drawing Flames from there. Enforcer is another band who, there's a little bit of Enforcer influence, not a whole, whole lot, but there's some there. Um, but I would say that the majority of the influence for this record is not American bands. Yeah. You know, um, it's like British bands and Swedish bands and some German bands. What I'm finding out is a lot of these bands in this kind of metal underground are not from the States, just in general. Yeah. People that I've kind of reached out to or wanted to reach out to, you know, barely even speak English. And it probably wouldn't make for good podcasting. But, <laughs> you know, I, but a lot of the stuff I'm listening to right now is just not from the States. I think it's the, just how the media and how prevalent the music is. You know, I think that metal's a lot bigger in the other countries than it yeah. is in America, particularly uh, the kind of metal that in the areas that I guess we fall into and um, yeah. maybe labels like Ripple and some other yeah. ones where it's it's a lot bigger overseas from us. You guys said that you didn't, you know, really, you know, break up as a band or anything like that, but no. there's such a there's such a boom happening and a resurgence of some of this stoner metal occult metal whatever you want to call it that i wondered if maybe you just saw that happening and we're like we should get back in there you know if we didn't if oh, we no, didn't man. hit it big you know in 14 here's our chance now in, in 21 i mean because... fuck, hopefully hopefully <laughs> it is our chance now but 
realistically, man, yeah. like yes. if it was if it went down our way, this record would have came out four years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, it, and it it sounds like you guys have a lot more like heavy metal influence. Absolutely. Yeah. Than than I I realized because it's called Doctor Smoke, and, and like I said, I kept hearing this kind of occult thing on the Witching Hour, and you probably get lumped into like stoner metal being on Ripple. But I read a review of Dreamers and the Dead and it mentioned Megadeth. And I was like, what the fuck is that guy smoking that he hears Megadeth in like some stoner band? And when I was listening to it, I can totally hear it now. And, I, you know, I, I try not to compare bands to other bands too much. I think it's kind of a lazy way to review music and, and albums. But once I heard that, I was like, yeah, that is weird because I didn't hear it so much on The Witching Hour, which seemed much more of a stoner occult record this record has more of a heavy metal like thrash metal whatever influence on it is is that pretty accurate or are we hearing I mean, there's, something there's there? a good bit of megadeth influence man uh i mean especially albums like um 90s megadeth man you know like uh countdown and euthanasia like those albums in particular i would say heavy influence drawn from those like the more the more uh accessible megadeth uh but yeah, dude. Uh, definitely, it was intentional this time around. Like the writing process and everything. Like there was a definite intentional shift in genre from the first record. It wasn't. It, it kind of happened naturally. I mean, when you take that long of a break between albums, you know, there's going to be some some changes. Sure. Uh, and and some of the songs that ended up on the record, I mean, they were written like. Um, Waking Dreams and uh, This Hallowed Ground. And there's actually a song that uh, that we had to cut from the record for time. Um, that yeah. We'll probably release that at some point. But like those three songs, like I started writing those songs in the hotel room after we recorded The Wishing Hour. And uh, I have demos of those from that time period. And like they, they sound a hell of a lot different. They sound a lot more like Witching Hour style. They're a little slower, a little more plodding, a little more fuzzed out. Um, but even like the, the witching hour, as far as like like stoner goes and stoner metal, like I really feel like if you took that album and you took like a couple songs off of it, did it? It would not be classified like that. Yeah, like the seeker, I, spent the the last, I spent the last few days really listening to the new album. And then the witching hour and then the new album and the witching hour and just trying to compare the two albums and kind of seeing like the growth of the, the songwriting and how someone could go from like this creepy like stoner metal to like this more heavy metal vibe and after i kept listening to it and they are different but i can kind of hear it a little bit in the witching hour but it was interesting to me because Sonar Metal is having such a, a resurgence right now, or a boom, or you know, whatever you want to call it, that you guys would shift towards heavy metal at this point. And I found that really interesting because there's not much of a bridge between the two sometimes. I mean, they're in, they're in different worlds. To, to compare you to Uncle Acid on one album and then Dave Mustaine on the next seems <laughs> like, you know? Uh, someone actually... Uh, on from on, on the Witching Hour, man, somebody had commented on somewhere, like this album sounds like Rust in Peace, and I at the, and at the time when I read that, I was like, I mean, like there's influence here for sure, but like I, I guess uh, I don't know, I'll take it, you know. But 
Uh, I mean, like I said, man, that genre shift, like it was, it's natural. I mean, this, this album, this album was done pretty much like writing wise before I even joined the band. And I remember hanging out with Matt and he was playing it for me, just like the demos they had. And I was like, holy shit, this is good stuff. And this is like way, it's a little bit different. So I think they, the, the shift kind of happened probably five years ago, six years ago, you know, the exact moment of the shift towards more metal would have to be when Cody switched from bass to drums. Um, Steve and I come from extreme metal backgrounds. Uh, Wasn't a lot of death metal projects. Uh, Still do some death metal. Jeff and I actually have a death metal band that uh, we're working on a a EP. Uh, But um, so like having that background in the extreme metal and then like when Cody switched over to drums, and his technical ability was more apparent. It was kind of like it opened up the floodgates to be like, well, now we can kind of get way riffier and, and a little more technical with the with the, uh, songwriting, you know. And um, I, I had had kind of grown up on heavy metal, on thrash, you know. It, you know, went from Black Sabbath and Zeppelin into just Megadeth and Metallica, and 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 that's all I listened to for a lot of years until it got into like Lamb of God and, and stuff like that. But in recent years, I just kind of stopped paying attention and gotten more into the stoner stuff and, and doom and uh, you know, desert rock and stuff like that. So I, I love it. I think it's awesome to be kind of excited about like heavy metal again. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of you great know, metal bands out there right now. For sure. And, and I just kind of like, stop paying attention. Like I said, and to find something like, like you guys that kind of bridges that gap between the two is really exciting. Cause it's, yeah. it's, a, it's for, for me, it's a way to get back into it and, and realize that why I liked it in the first place, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you like, like the record, dude. I'm glad you like the first yeah. one too. I, uh, I, I really do. Yeah. I, I have uh, a couple songs, I think from the witching hour on the slightly fuzz playlist on Spotify. And I haven't picked one out from Dreamers and the Dead yet, but I, I got to pick something out and put it on there too because it's 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 not like it's two different bands, but they're they're so different in sound that uh, you know I got to got to put them both on there. And yeah. I, I, I do think like a lot of it comes out of the production. Yeah, you know, I think that if Absolutely. if the Witching Hour was re-recorded with the production of Dreamers and the Dead, I think that it would have a whole different vibe. Um, not that that's like something that needs to be done. Uh, yeah. It's got to be partly the name Dr. Smoke and maybe the fact that you're signed to Ripple, that you're that yeah. you're getting associated with with Stoner so much. I mean, The Seeker and The Willow were featured on a Spotify editorial playlist, Stoner Rock playlist. Yeah. So that okay. that has kind of like, like if you go on our Spotify and you look at like artists that, that fans also like these artists, it's like all Stoner bands. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm waiting to see like if that's gonna change. Uh, we'll yeah. see. I mean, like it's not anything that really hurts my feelings or whatever. I mean, people are listening, and as long as people are listening and enjoying it, you know, we're um, on the new metal tracks yeah. playlist on Spotify right now, so uh, nice. there might be a little bit of a a shift there. I mean, the, as far as bands on Ripple go, other bands like they're 
I can't think of another band that's like that. I think the closest band to like what we're doing is probably Void Vader. They're they're more like a thrash band. True. Yeah. Um, and it, it's cool. It's cool to to be part of that roster because there's a lot of bands on there that we've played with in the past, and there's bands on there that we're actually really close friends with, like Brimstone Coven, who uh, they live 20 minutes from yeah. us. Uh, oh, yeah. we, I know I've known those guys for years and years and years. Great guys. Cool. Love those guys. And Jake Kiss the Hawk those as well. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I know Jake the Hawk a little bit. Um they put out a, a new record so this year, maybe? That was pretty good. Yeah, cool. it yeah. came out earlier this year. Yeah. Um yeah. they're from Pittsburgh. Hinterlands. Hinterlands. And then Horseburner is another ripple band that's close to us. They're from Morgantown, which is about two hours. But uh yeah, so like in this like but yeah, I mean, just within 45 minutes, there's, you know, three Ripple bands. And like I said, there's a handful of other bands. Like when I went and looked at the roster, I was like, Jesus Christ, we played with like a bunch of these bands. Yeah. So it feels it feels good, you know. Yeah, I was I was curious to, to hear who you really played with, because especially kind of changing sounds and stuff. It, you know, it's curious who you're going to get billed with and, and being on Ripple and... Yeah you know, who, who they're going to put you on with or, or who you're playing with even locally, you know? Yeah. I mean, we haven't played a show in a long time. We were actually, we were supposed to play uh, an album release show two weeks, two weeks ago. Well, on the third, yeah. last week. Oh, it was last week. Yeah. It was the day of the album release. And uh, that got, we postponed that because Probably of uh, reasons. Yeah. And, uh, but that lineup was actually, was going to be us and Brimstone and Jake the Hawk. Very cool. Um, but I mean, yeah, as far as like pairings for shows in the future, Bill's like, I mean, I don't know. There, I can tell you bands that I would love to play with. I think it's going to work to our advantage because I think it's going to allow us to, to play a broader, maybe spectrum of shows that, you know, we can fit in maybe with some stoner and doom bands yeah. or maybe oh, it's I, like a I, I 100% agree. or something we can pop onto that, you know, so. 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, there's some bands where you're just like, you're so one thing you're going to be billed this way and that's fine but a band like yours could easily play you know ripple fest with other some other ripple bands or you could play some stoner band fest and you could easily open up for megadeth or something and do like a whole thrash thing so like you know i i think that it would definitely be awesome to to see with anybody i i think that you definitely again like i said you bridge that gap between a lot of different things which i think is really cool that's that's very cool I think I think accessibility is important. Yeah, music. You know what I mean. Like, there has to be bands who can appeal to wider audiences of like genre fans. You know. Yeah, and I'm happy to take that spot. You know, and you still gotta maintain, you know, the, the integrity of it at the same time. Yeah, there's a core sound you gotta try to yeah. stay true to. So have you, have you started writing new material? But if, if you haven't, you know, is the next one going to be heavier or are you going well, to stick not, with this sound or what's next? We're going to double, we're going to double down on the time. So I think it's going to be 14 years. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, uh, Jeff and I were just listening to a demo right before we got on the, the podcast here. Um, there's, there's definitely, I mean, there's the beginnings of 10 songs. Yeah, the there's world. a good wow. amount of material already for, for the third album. So I think the plan is to put it out 
hopefully very, very a lot sooner than we did this one. Yeah. I would like I would like maybe like a like a two year gap yeah. max. Twenty twenty three. Two years max is 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 the max for me as a fan. Yeah. yeah. Because I you know, there's so many bands where I'm like, Jesus, like I only get to see you for one night, maybe. I don't care if you go on tour for two years. Like I want you to go yeah, back right. to the studio so I have more shit to listen to in my car when right. I work out, when I work. That's what's important to me. I know that it's important for you as a band and all the fans in general to go tour for a long time, but like I want more music, you know, as a Dude, fan, I just want more music all the time. I, I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. Like if I if someone came up to me and told me you could never you can never go on stage ever again but you can make like 50 albums. You know, here's, here's the money. Here's the timeline. You go ahead and go for it. Like I would say, absolutely. But if someone came up to me and said, you can never record another album again, you can only play these two fucking albums for the next 20 years. I would, I would be really fucking bummed out about it. Yeah. And so, we've talked about that on this podcast a couple times and I'm not much of a musician myself, but if I were, I'd be a studio guy. I'd be like just in there, playing and turning knobs and tinkering with things and putting stuff in weird places and just trying to find like a really cool album. The the playing, the performing is, is for somebody else. Like I don't, I don't want to get up there and, and just perform. I, and that's, I'm just not really that interested in it. I'm sure I would be if I was a musician a little, but to me, like the studio part of it is, is really fascinating and creating just like lasting music. And like I said, as a fan hearing new music all the time, that's what I'm into. And there's there's way too many bands that take five years, six years between albums. I mean, and it's it it's hard, especially when when you're on album like six or seven, maybe they're getting older in their career. You're like, you should have been using this time for more music because you're going to quit. You're going to retire here in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> it's and I, I probably when at least for some of those bands being in that position and having I don't know whatever the circumstances, sometimes it takes, it's, it's tough on the musicians being in that too, because you do want to get stuff out there. You want to have, get the it's, music out it's there. It's not where they make their money though. Right. We've been, and we've been probably part of it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> the sad thing is, and I was, I was having this conversation earlier, uh, you know, it, I was like, if this record that we just released, like if we would have released this record in 1986, our lives would be a hell of a lot different than they are releasing it in 2021, just with like the, the state, the way music is now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everything it's throwaway, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's sad. It's like, there's a, there's a lot of people, the, the true fans really do keep it alive and hold it dear. But like the average person music is like, it's just like a, it's like a, it's like the crispy chicken sandwich taco from Taco Bell. Like, <laughs> It's just a novelty. He's been on this <laughs> rampage against the crispy chicken sandwich from Taco Bell. It's a it's not it's not great. If Have you had it? Gets it it's no, not great. I haven't. But man, it's man. I'll tell you what. It's this. It's about this, this guy's going to go and pick it outside Taco Bell. I swear <laughs> to God. I mean, it's only a dollar. It's not like they're trying to rip you off too bad. But I mean, it just sucks. What do you think you're going to get for a dollar there? That's like you're getting a dollar <laughs> chicken sandwich. Yeah. I did have tacos from Burger King though, and it was same thing. I was like, oh, fuck. and it was like a it was like a buck for a taco, and there were these yeah. thin little tacos that had like no flavor. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What's the point of this? <laughs> 
dude. Just stick to what stick to what you're good at. You know? Yeah. Your Burger, Burger King. King. Burger King's only good at burgers anyways. Everything else at Burger King is bad. Yeah. Yeah. The chicken but nuggets. Point, the fact that they can call their chicken nuggets chicken nuggets is outrageous. Has well, it, King ever had, had the, one of their chicken nuggets? It's for Burger King? Yeah. I've had their chicken fries. That's like the I same can't. thing. It's so salty. But so salty. it's not like meat. It looks like food. It's like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Don't get me started on the on the Burger King nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> but but to your point about like throwing away music, it's kind of like the way people consume like TV or movies now, where you watch it once and it was entertaining for an hour, and then you move on, and you never think about that show ever again, even if it was good, even if it was a good movie, even if it was a funny movie or a good series, you just watch it once and you move on. Whereas 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I only had a DVD collection that was this big. And I watched watch those it. movies every single weekend. On repeat. And it's the, same, it's the same with music is, you know, how many people have listened to Black Sabbath every day, every week, every month, every year for the last 50, 60 years. Whereas music comes out now today and they're like, oh, that was great. What else? And, and they move yeah, on right. real quick. I, I think it's just we're bombarded with so much. It's I mean, like there's, it's not with even you know with shows, with movies, with it's just here it is now you know. But the, there's so many more mediums to get it now, and it's they're all just chock full of different stuff. So you're just yeah. getting hit with different shit from every angle. So I think it's like what's nice is that there's so many more bands to choose from. Because, you know, for probably, I, you know, I wasn't alive in the 70s, but I'm assuming that, you know, there was a handful of bands that were up here and they were on the radio and those are the bands you knew. And then there was yeah. probably a, a tier here where you could probably find out from your local scene or from a band's favorites that they've found out, whatever. Whereas now, like I can go on Spotify and listen to like one million stoner bands at any yeah. point I want, which is great for a person like me that wants to hear new different stuff every day you can but find also, that niche. It's hard to create that like that favorite band feeling when you're constantly just recycling stuff just going through new stuff all the time you don't you don't have that same connection to like one band maybe when you're just going through new stuff every day yeah. i mean you'll find it and I, I have i mean there's yeah. there's definitely some bands and that's why i have so many different playlists on spotify and i add them and i go these bands i want to keep watch of these bands i want to make sure that i know what they're always up to and, you know, I have found amazing bands that, you know, maybe have 200 followers on Spotify. And to me, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. That's very cool. That, that, was, that was probably never a thing. But it's also just, there's just so many. Yeah. It's, it's just, hard but it's to, on, it's all on you. To, it, yeah. It's all on you to put in the work to sift through all the shit to yeah. find the, to, to find, find the five like, bands that are great. For sure. You know? Yeah. You can find you can get real specific and find what you want to hear. If you want to hear like shoegaze dubstep grunge, I'm sure there's something out there that is going to satisfy you when right. you find it. So I think that's probably that's a big benefit though, you know, because people can now find what they want. I like to find the bands that aren't good. Yeah, we love that. I that's <laughs> you know there's there's two tiers, man. Let me tell you something. There's two tiers of bad, okay? And there's one that you would want to be and one that you would never want to be. The, mm -hmm. there's, there's the kind of bad that you're like, this sucks, and 
I never want to fucking hear it ever again. Right. And then there's the kind of stuff that's like, it's so bad that it's just, it's so good. Like, it's like, it does something for me, like better than great music sometimes. Like I'll, I'll listen to an album that like something that's like, I, I, nothing specific, but like, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if you, if you have that, if that happens for you or not. Like I, I, probably, I, I don't know, maybe specifically is like, I've shared a lot of bands that I like with friends and they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, I don't get it. Like that. They're probably still very much into like the good bands, but there's Metallica and there's Slayer yeah. and this is what I'm into. And I go, well, what about this band that has 14 followers on Spotify? I really like it. And they're like, there's a reason that they have 14 followers. Their production sucks. Their writing sucks. This sucks. And I hear something different in it where I go, I know that they're not that good. I know Jeff the does that to me all the time, but I can hear <laughs> this like glimmer of hope somewhere in there. You know, I can, he- I can hear like maybe 10 albums from now. This is going to kick ass. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's stuff I love that like, I'll show this guy and he'll just, he'll do that same thing. Like, this fucking sucks. You like shitty, you have like shitty music. Blah, blah, blah. It's, like, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder though. You know, cause what? I'm sure that there's bands that we think suck that somebody is out there rocking the fuck out of them right now. Oh, there's a lot you of people know? that sure. think we suck. You know, <laughs> but like, I'm not talking about like, and with I'm talking about too. like, I'm talking about like the, not like the, not like the subjective suck. Like, it's like this band, it's like the Tommy Wiseau of music. You know, you know who Tommy Wiseau is <laughs> yeah. like that, that kind of stuff that it's like, uh-huh. it's like they're oblivious to it, but they're, it's genius. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. I love shit like that. But as far as like stuff, like you said, that's like, not a lot of people like it and it has bad production. There's all kinds of bands like that that I love that sure. he'll give me shit for. Like there's a band, um there's a band I love called Shitfucker. Which I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that band. Uh, no, but, but I want I want to know more. I, I no, sometimes I, mean, I play this game at the I, end where I, I show Shitfucker it's not random good. album covers and sometimes it's not, they're fake, sometimes not, they're real. It's just, they're 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 a band that's like they're ultra offensive but like on purpose to be offensive. Like there's yeah. But like uh, it features, uh, you know, the band Acid Witch. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, bass player from Acid Witch plays guitar and shit. Fucker. Okay. Uh, and they're on they're on Hell's Headbangers. Um, I saw them live with they opened for Midnight. Which uh, do you, have you ever listened to Midnight before? I don't think so. Midnight is the other band that was on. They were on Hell's Headbangers. They're on Metal Blade now. Um, they're an awesome kind of like. Uh, they're not really thrash. They're kind of like it's kind of like Venom, kind of, but they wear like executioner hoods and uh, leather jackets and stuff. They're the sick band. The, it's actually all the records. It's all it's all one man band, but they have a group for the shows. But I saw Shitfucker open for Midnight, and the singer from Shitfucker came out. His name's Demon Bitch, <laughs> and uh, dude, he came out and the guy. He had his his head was painted like uh, like really bad vampire makeup, and he was wearing like leather like bondage clothes with a Dracula cape and a leather jock strap. And they played like halfway through the set, and he reaches into this jock strap, man. He pulled out a piece of pizza, <laughs> and, he, and he ate a piece. And he ate a bite out of it, you know. And like, I went fucking nuts for that. Uh, I love and then that. at like the end, at the like the last song they were playing. Um, you know how like you'll see you know, like if you go see Kiss or something like that, like the guys will get up to each other and, we'll, and then they'll like 
like headbang like next to each other. They went like they were gonna do that, and then they just like and just started fucking making out. And it was it was so gross and awesome, and I loved it. But yeah. like, yeah, I mean, they're the kind of band like they're, the first record they have. Like, it sounds like it was recorded in the sewer, uh-huh. you know. Like, and I, but I love it, man. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's like that grimy, <laughs> sleazy shit. Yeah, we uh, I, we do this game at, at the end of the, some of these podcasts called Real or Fuzz, where I I'll show some real album covers that are just completely absurd. And then I'll make some of my own. I'll Photoshop some of my own, and, and you have to decide if they're real or fuzz. Oh, and the, the one that I did a couple episodes ago uh, was from a band called The Meat Shits. I've heard of The Meat Shits. I, I mean, I just found the album cover because it's completely absurd. I think it's like <laughs> Jesus with his dick out or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, classics. And then I saw <laughs> someone post recently about like other Meat Shits albums. And I still don't know what they sound like. I still need to like go check them out. But it's it's just absurd for the sake of absurd. Right. The name, the album art, everything about it is just like ridiculous. And I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's rock and roll, man. It's like <laughs> it's like when rock and roll was was dangerous. And I feel like you know it takes yeah. a lot to be dangerous at this point in this day and age. But there's some bands that are they just go for it, and I fucking love it. There's also bands that just suck. I suppose, yeah. There are some that just suck. <laughs> <laughs> what about Gigi Allen? Are you a Gigi Allen fan? Uh, you know, I'm not like a, a, like a fan. Like, I, I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't dislike Gigi Allen. But, like, I couldn't, like, sit there and be, like, and extensively talk about Toss it. Toss on some Gigi. <laughs> um, I mean, I could talk about, like, how little his dick is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. honey. I got it. Go put on the GG yeah. on the record. <laughs> that guy loved. Uh, he had a micro penis, man, and he just embraced it and just showed it to the world every night. And I, you know, you got to give him. You got to give him a round of applause for that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one that definitely like his absurdity outweighed his music. I mean, that not many people know really what he right. sounds like. They just uh, know, I, know the this, I have heard like uh, like his very early stuff. Know, what, he's what was his band called? Wasn't he in a like? I'm not talking about like like early solo stuff. Like I like he looks he looks a lot different. Oh like yeah, he has he looks a lot different. But you know what? He went to prison. He shared um you know he shared a cell with John Wayne Gacy. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No. Yeah, you should you should look into that. That's some some yeah. good stories. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Awesome. Yeah, one of the earlier episodes, I was talking to a guy and. There's this place in Chicago called Woolly Mammoth, and there was uh, a picture that John Wayne Gacy drew, and it was of Hitler. And they, yeah. they have they have it for sale there at the Woolly Mammoth. Probably for an insane amount of money, I'd imagine. Too much for me to buy, even even though I thought it was pretty gnarly. Uh, yeah, it's too much for me to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gacy. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff, though. Um, so tell me about the artwork for this uh, Dreamers and the Dead. Who did the artwork? It's it's really, really awesome. Um, thank you, man. It was done by Adam Burke. Okay. Um, Adam Burke is, he's from Portland, Oregon. He's a painter. Excellent. Um, it's so good. And I, I love that, like, really hand-painted artwork. Oh, yeah. for I mean, because, I have. You know, more and more, is like the digital stuff is available, and it's easier to, to draw and illustrate and Photoshop stuff on your computer you see less and less of it. So when I see one, that's clearly hand painted. I, I 
definitely draws me in. I definitely pay attention to the album artwork, but really good stuff. Yeah, that's something that's really important to me is is album covers. You know, um, it makes a statement before you even hear it. You know, like you can kind of get an idea, or at least some, if you can't get somewhat of an idea from what the record might be like from looking at the record cover, then like it's wrong. But Adam Burke is he's phenomenal, man. He does a, a lot of um, a lot of metal bands artwork. Um, okay, I'm really not so sure how into metal he is personally, but he does a lot of metal bands. He just has that style, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I got in my record collection here, I probably got like 10 albums that have covers by him. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we actually, uh, we have two more uh, album covers like that we've bought and paid for from him for future releases. So we have them on, on deck, ready to go. Ready to roll. Uh, and all he needs is the music, and it's ready. <laughs> nice. It kind of reminded me, I think maybe it's Goya. I don't, I'm not sure. It's been a while since art history, but that painting Goya, like, of, the of the guy like biting the head off. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Is that Goya? I don't know. But it kind of reminded me of that same kind of darkness and, and weirdness. And uh, but, but I loved it. E- either way, it was it's awesome artwork. And yeah, uh, yeah, well done. Thank you, man. Yeah, that piece actually is a little bit different from from a lot of his pieces. Like he does a lot of landscapes. Um, he actually did. Uh, do you like Angel Witch? I don't know them too well. Oh, well, you should check out some Angel Witch, but uh, the most recent Angel Witch record, he did the cover for that. Um, and that's kind of like a, it's like a portrait kind of. Hold on a second. Sure. If we can see it over the thing. <laughs> this is an Adam Burke. Right on. Yeah. Awesome. So he does a lot of this kind of like landscape, sunsets kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, phenomenal painter. That guy. Yeah, for and sure. Very, very nice, very nice guy. He's now, got a lot speaking, of good stuff up on his website too. Does he? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I, I really liked it. it. It really drew me in. I liked it a lot. So, um, Speaking of artwork, I was wondering what you thought of that. Oh, <laughs> have you seen this picture recently? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have, and uh, let me tell you something. I love the show, man. My girlfriend's got me hooked on. It. <laughs> I've never I wasn't expecting that. It's... I have never watched it before. Uh, maybe like a month ago, but I'm like, I'm in it. So I think it's because Chemical Corpse is now like, they were once like the new crazy offensive band. And now they're one of the bands that's up there. Like they've been around for a while. And it's kind of like, ah, it's Cannibal Corpse. You know? So they kind of have the image. It's like, yeah, you want to wear something that's kind of shocking? Get your Cannibal Corpse shirt. I think that a big part of the reason that that, she's wearing that shirt is Travis Barker. It's probably Travis Barker's shirt. See, that That's the thing is that like, it was pretty controversial, you know, even a couple of years ago, just Justin Bieber wearing a Slayer shirt or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, one, this, this one happens fair. to be a little different because I think yeah. Travis Barker does have at least a little metal cred. Oh, whereas, yeah. you know, Bieber, Bieber obviously bought that at, you know, 
yeah, but, small. But, but let's let's be fair. I mean, like, and this is Jeff doesn't like these pains that I have about Slayer and Metallica, but those they're Walmart bands. They're like the ACDC uh-huh. of of metal bands. You know what they're, I mean? They're popular now, so it's like they're again. It's like you know what I want to wear like a metal shirt. Toss on the Slayer shirt. You know the kids sure. will love it. I've never been. I've never been a Slayer fan, and I've never been a Metallica fan. I love Megadeth. Um, and I, you know what? Okay. I will say I do. <laughs> I like show no mercy Slayer first record. Um, and I like some of the other stuff like some, here and here and there. I'm a fanboy, So like, but as far as her, as I like far it. as her wearing the shirt, like, what do I think about her wearing the shirt? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I hope she wears a Dr. Smoke shirt tomorrow. Yeah. And I hope that, that, that would be my question. You know, how would you feel if she was wearing Dr. Smoke? And you know, everyone be, has I would a... be like, listen, uh, I don't know. Send us. Something, I would be excited. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you know, there's been some some metal people that are pretty outspoken about it on on both ends. You know, I think Phil Anselmo said that he loves it and hopes that you know it gets people into metal and all that kind of stuff. And there's been plenty of people that are like, "Fuck no, get the fuck out of my t-shirt." And yeah. you know, I don't I don't really care enough to be angry about it. I'm not in a band, so I don't give a shit. But I just kind of think they're I just think they're fucking dorks, you know, for like trying to be edgy when they're not. Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of dorky. Yeah. I mean, sure. it's like. It's definitely weird if you're, like, trying to go for a look that's, like, you know, that's not you, you know. But at the same time, realistically, I think that she went into Travis Barker's closet and she saw that shirt and she was like, this is pretty fucking fucked up. If I wear this fucking shirt, someone's going to fucking say something about it. And probably way more accurate than yeah. Than she knew what she was doing when she wore it. Yeah. She knew that like she'd be like fucking metalheads are fucking hey. assholes and they're gatekeepers and they're gonna fucking lose their mind over this and like they knew I, people would talk about her. Can, we, uh, can we use this platform right now? And I'm gonna put Matt on the spot so he can finally call out Jada Pinkett Smith for the five hundred <laughs> nothing to do. It's two hundred bucks. Two hundred. Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith's wife <laughs> owes this man two hundred dollars. That's true. She owes me two hundred bucks. And if she, story. Sees, if she ever sees this, which uh, you know, I, I tell you what, I've been going out of my way. Know, huh? Anytime I see a post about Jada Pinkett Smith, I comment on it and I just say Jada Pinkett Smith owes me two hundred bucks. What's the story here? <laughs> okay, so I love it. One, oh, hold on one second. I love it. It's not really that crazy, but when I was in high school. Um, I did some t-shirt designs for the band Black Dahlia Murder, um, okay. who actually, uh, my buddy Alan, he, he plays drums in that band now, nice. which is which is wild. Um, but uh, so in high school, um, I did some t-shirt designs for Black Dahlia Murder when they were in OzFest 2005. And uh, they had a merch guy at the time. His name was Chowda. And I don't know whatever happened to this guy. I talked to Alan about it. And Alan basically said that he kind of disappeared. He's like... Uh, nomad or something I don't know. but like so chowda ended up doing merch for chowda. wicked wisdom who was also on ozfest 2005 and wicked wisdom is jada pinkett smith's new metal band which was what? fucking awful a terrible band i didn't even uh, know that existed oh yeah man so ozfest 2005 I had backstage passes and like will smith was there and i was like on the side of the i was watching kill switch engage from the second stage, from the side of the stage, and like Will Smith's ten feet away from me, and he was fucking getting down, dude. He was really into kill. He was really into kill switch engage. Uh, but so 
a couple a couple weeks was he after, was he getting jiggy with it he was yeah i took a photo of him like paparazzi style uh-huh. from like 15 feet away because i was too scared to talk to him whereas like now if, if i saw will smith now 10 feet away from me i'd go up to him and i'd say something you know but being 15 you're like oh, i'm not gonna i'm not talking to will smith yeah yeah but, uh, so like about a month after that Ozfest, this guy chowda calls me he says, hey, I'm, I'm running merch for Wicked Wisdom. And like uh, I showed them the stuff he did for Black Dimer, and they're into it. And they want you to do a shirt design. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, 200 bucks. And uh, so I did. I, they agreed, and I did the shirt design. I actually had to do a few um, revisions, rounds of revisions on it. Um, and it was a really stupid T-shirt design. And like realistically, lo- looking back on it, like it sucked. It was bad. You're 15 though. But it was bad. It was a bad shirt. Like I, you know, but then again, for a band like Wicked Wisdom, it was probably a great shirt. Yeah. Oh. So, anyways, I had to do a couple rounds of revisions on it. And then they just stopped talking to me after a few rounds of revisions. And they never paid me. But then I heard from another person that they had printed the shirt and was selling it. That's not cool. So, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, whatever but you know give me that 200 bucks yeah well that is one thing if they just were like you know this isn't this isn't working we're not gonna we're not gonna hire this guy forget it which they would still owe you money for by the way but it's another thing altogether to like use the design and then not pay that's just fucked up i'm really not salty (laughs) about it i just think it's really funny to say that it is funny (laughs) like realistically i could i could give a shit yeah no we want Will Smith. <laughs> this is That's... an official call out. Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith. Two hundred bucks. Yeah, Will Come Smith. on. Look at us. Get your lady in line. We need it. <laughs> well, let's hope that let's hope they watch this and they realize yeah. that they, they did you wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's Whatever. a great story though. That's funny. <laughs> um so I have a like I said a couple questions from Instagram. If you want to take those, they're pretty sure. uh, they're pretty straightforward, but uh, I might as well ask them. Yes, it's the first all one is from uh, the Diablo himself, sixty nine. <laughs> it's a great name. Any plans to go to Dallas? And to that to that point, any plans to go anywhere? What what are your touring plans? Uh, at the moment, we really have none, which is it's a sad state of affairs the way things are right now i mean like it's kind of like if if nothing was going on and everything was normal we'd be doing all kind of stuff yeah um and it sucks like that you know we have an album coming out and like things are like shitty again like we can't right at the time right yeah right at that crucial time like it's like everything's fucked again this was a key time for us to start getting out and playing and and pumping it up and unfortunately we're not at a place where we can do that yet i mean we we could do it because there's i mean there's plenty of bands out there playing shows and doing things and touring but like but then you hear about it like and it's like whatever band like so and so from this band and now has COVID, you know and it's like it's just it's like the risk is there and a lot with the with you know having to have uh, the vaccination, the proof of vaccination, the or negative test, and just a lot of protocols and stuff that you have set up, and it's like, yeah, it's it's a lot to 
to deal with. Yeah. And I put, and I, that's another thing that like, we don't want to be put in that divide <laughs> of like, well, if you're going to come to our show, then you need to do this. You know what I mean? Like, I like, that's just not like something that's like, I'd rather, but we also want everyone to feel safe too. Right, you know? exactly. We don't want people freaking out because they're coming to our show and they think they're going to get sick coming to see yeah. Dr. Smoke. And it's just, and, and it's more realistically, tough, it's tough for all bands right now. You know, it's I mean, not I sure. Us. Every Red band Fang, is going through this right now. I just saw yes, uh, yesterday Red Fang canceled their entire tour for Sorry, the rest of the year. Um, you know, yeah. so I mean, the reality is there. Truthfully, uh, I mean, next year, I mean, we're, we're planning to go to Texas next year to do Ripple Fest next year. So that'd be cool. Look out, Texas. We're coming. Ripple Fest was so yeah, awesome this year. I, I didn't, I didn't go, but such a such a good lineup, and and yeah. you guys make a great addition to it. So that'll be a good one. Yeah, I'm curious to see who else will play next year. The reality of like touring as like a smaller band too is that even if you had 15 dates lined up and you have to cancel half of them, you might end up owing money at the end of that tour yeah, for, for hotel rooms or whatever else. It's like, you know, yeah. what what's the point after you have to cancel half of them? Even if you do some, it's like yeah, and especially like know. right now we don't have a touring vehicle, so we would have to rent something, and uh, you know that's like immediate. Like we need we need an X amount of money guaranteed, like just to be able to come, right? You know? Yeah, and uh, and that's another thing that sucks right now for shows is it's like it's kind of like it, it. I feel like it could go both ways with like guarantees and payments. Like some people would probably be like, yeah, absolutely. We'll give you whatever you want because people want to fucking see shows right now and they're going to come and this show will be packed. But then you might have the other people who are like, absolutely not. No way. We can't guarantee anything because we don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, it's just those so contracts have changed a lot in the last yeah. year. Yeah, It's just so iffy, you know, and it's unfortunate. So like we've been trying to figure out like what we can do in the meantime, you know, if we're not going to be touring, we're not, not going to be doing that kind of stuff like what can we do in the meantime to put content out? put content yeah. Yeah, so we got we have some ideas we have some plans and then obviously the, the other obvious answer is work on the third record yeah you know we were go on my podcast and and get huge hey man we'll come on we'll come on whenever you want us you know? anytime yes we'll sit here and drink <laughs> beers and and talk you've been quite the gentleman <laughs> So the second question is 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 simple too. Just uh, what's your favorite song off the new album? Do you have one, and, and why is that? What's yours? What lies beyond? <clears throat> yeah, what lies beyond. It's fun to play. Um, it's tough for me because I, a lot of songs I have to think of like, what song is is the best for me to listen to, and which song is am I thinking of in terms of playing it? Because right. there's a lot of songs like "Dreamers in the Dead" off the album is a song where I'm like doing stuff all over the place, and it's fun to play. Um, and songs like The Rope, which at least on my end isn't as technical, but it's a great song to listen to. So, but I think overall, What Lies Beyond, it has, it has everything in there that makes me say, A-okay. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a favorite, man. Um, I have, I have a lot of favorites for different reasons. If I had to pick like an overall favorite, like if somebody said like, hey, Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. They're all good. Like I couldn't every song has its own vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like no, I, don't, I personally I don't think any of those songs sound alike to each other too much, so it's it's like hard to pick one. I really like The Rope a lot. It's a great song. I like playing The Rope. 
it's just uh, something about playing it. I really like it. But if I had to pick like one song off that album, like if I was like, I, I don't know, maybe if like there was a compilation or something, I had to pick one to put on there. Um, I'd probably pick like, like Waking Dreams. Waking Dreams. I like Waking Dreams. Um, that is a good song. It's also a fun one to play. I think it's, I just think it's a solid song. Um, if I had a second favorite, it would probably be like these horrid things. Another listen, I consider myself so lucky because I like they played a lot of this album for me that they had demoed out, and I was like, Holy shit, this is great! And they're like, Well, do you want to like play these and record these and be in the band? And I was like, Yeah, I want to do all three of those things. So that's um, not what he said, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it's uh, I don't think that there's like Matt was saying, it's tough because there's not a song where I'm like, Ah, it's a, a filler song or something. Yeah, you know, I well, think well, very strong songs. These horrid things is one that I wrote down when I, I was kind of just making notes here, and it's it's one that I really heard like that kind of heavy metal in, and it was it was a little different than the Witching Hour in that it was a little bit more like maybe there was like some palm muting, like some riffing, some like heavy metal things in it that I. It, it really stood out to me, and and that's just one that I wrote down. I really like that one. So that one's so got the riffs, man. I would yeah. also say that there's if there's one song on the album that has like a a Sabbath Iomi riff in it, it's that song, and it's the song, it's the riff towards the end. That's like the like that's a really yeah. Tony Iomi inspired yeah. riff. Uh, there was also, I don't know what song it is. Maybe you do, you probably do. There was a song in there that you, someone screamed part of the song, the lyrics in. And I don't remember hearing that on the witching hour. I might've missed it, but that was the first time I heard that. And I was like, oh damn, I like there's that. A couple songs there's two screams. Album. There's two screams on the witching hour. There's two screams on this one. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I was like, damn it. It caught me off guard, but because you didn't do it throughout everything, it, it really got my attention. And yeah, it's like an that. accent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a little bit of like 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 salt there. Little yeah, sauce, a little sprinkle. It, on it really made it really made a statement because you're to me you're not a like a screaming band. So to hear it, I was like, oh, th- this part means something, you know. And I I loved it. That was cool. Thanks. So last part, we're gonna do something I call the fuzz round. Oh yeah, and uh, I don't know how familiar you are with. Slightly fuzzed. A little bit. Um, but I, I make these fake album covers just uh, just goofy, goofy shit. Let me see if I can share my screen here. Are we allowed to steal them if we like them? <laughs> You're not going to like them, but, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> hey, you don't know some of the stuff this guy likes. So. These are uh, yeah, the new single covers. <laughs> Fuck, we forgot the sacrifice. I actually like that. <laughs> That's fun. I like that too. That's funny. Wet as fuck. I like that. Oh man. See, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good compilation cover right there. It really is. There you you could, go. You could make a playlist and use that as a cover. For Hell real. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to show you some some photos here. I'm going to show you some yeah. some pictures, some images, and I want you guys to come up with some good ideas for some fake album covers like this. This is all you, man. You're the you're the, oh, you're the title master. Is that what we're doing? I got a title of. <laughs> oh man! Oh, they're bowling. 
7-10 split right there. <laughs> Is that what you're going with? 7-10 split? I don't know. You, I'm not good at bowling. <laughs> That's a perfect time. I'm not good. I'm not, <laughs> not good, good at bowling. bowling. <laughs> I thought that was a, gor- a gorilla. Oh, man, I thought it was. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Fuck the cops. <laughs> That's better. That's better. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. This is like a cool, like, sci fi. This is that like, is. A, that that's like, like a, a 50s sci fi. Like this is punk. like a perfect album cover, just yeah. as it is. I mean, this is actually like legit good. <laughs> Oh, man, man, there's so much just, going on. It's space and like dancers. You got space, you got a skeleton, you got a 50s chick. That's just a good old fashioned. Good old fashioned. <laughs> that's a good old fashioned <laughs> grandma's house, I guess. Oh, no, that's just a nice. This is a picture of a lady and her husband. That reminds me of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of the movie Necromantic. This is from a movie. It could be from that movie. I, it looks. I'm pretty sure it's from Necromantic. Yeah. Um, it's hot. I mean, I get it. You know, I <laughs> I know what the I know what they're going for with it. Um, the title for an album. Yeah. What do you think? Rock hard. <laughs> I like that. Show me that um, bone. Show me that bone. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's not with a bone. <laughs> Are you okay, lady? <laughs> Sit down and smell it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sit down and smell it. Is that a gorilla? <laughs> what the hell is going on with these? Does it have a dick? We're on, I can't see. It's really small. Zoom in on the dick. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's there. <laughs> oh yeah, she's looking That's at it too. That's what I wanted to see. Uh. <laughs> Let's call that one. I feel bad because I'm just here staring at it. I'm not even <laughs> trying to think of a name. I'm just staring at his dick. Um, Let's call that one above average. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a bad one. It's that one's too. I'm not good at titles, man. <clears throat> But I like who came, up, who came up with Dreamers in the Dead. Oh, that was actually um, that was our other guitar player, Steve. Actually, just he happened to be talking about a dream that he had, and in like him telling the story about the dream, he just said that. And I said, I'm taking that for the album title. Like it was, nice. it was just in, it was just in conversation. I love it. Oh man, <laughs> is he holding the gun? Yeah. That looks like every fucking metal band from Ohio. <laughs> you come and see a crash show at a bar in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. This dude is playing guitar, and he's probably wearing he's probably wearing a bandana too. This yeah, is called That's Ohio Metal Volume metal. One. That's Bandana Metal Volume One. Yeah, <laughs> the Line Six Insane Years. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's just two women having fun. Are they women? I don't know. I don't know. The one looks fa- they look faceless. Are they faceless? Faceless fun buddies. That's actually pretty cool. That looks like it's from a movie or something also. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that one. Faceless fire fun buddies. Faceless fire fun buddies. <laughs> Why won't you die, Grandpa? <laughs> Get back in bed. Get your ass back in bed right now, Grandpa. I swear to God. <laughs> Richard, he shit himself. <laughs> Uh, oh man, that yeah. looks like someone's shitty album cover. That looks like a, I don't know. It's like somebody that opens from Mushroom Head. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Juggalo. No, that's something. It has to be something like really generic occult title spellbound yeah spellbinder <laughs> spell that's probably already a band uh horror horoscopes yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's horror horror horoscopes horror horoscopes, horoscopes yeah. spellbound <laughs> i love it all right that was the last one that's <laughs> that was pretty good i like that uh, that's all I got for you. Thank you for, for oh, being man. here. And I had a lot of fun. I love the album. So congratulations Thank on you. Dreamers and the Dead. Thanks, bud. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having you... us on here. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I appreciate you jumping on. Is there anything else that you want to plug or uh, um, tell everyone about or tell them to go the to your album? Instagram, your website, anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Um, we don't post a whole, whole lot, but I mean, like, that's where you're going to want to go for updates. Uh, check out check, the record. Check us out. Check out our friends in uh, Brimstone Coven, label mates on Ripple, Jake the Hawk. Uh, keep keep rocking heavy metal. New wave of what? Traditional heavy metal? Yeah. I'm just now learning about that. The new, I didn't know that was a thing. The new I don't wave know any of those traditional labels. heavy metal. Yeah. N W O T H M. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, man. All thanks. Right. Thanks for having us. Check out the record. Check out Slightly Fuzz Podcast. Watch some more episodes. Uh check out some episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's on Hulu. You can you can binge that. You can uh Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, you can make the check out to Dr. Smoke. Everybody, everybody, everyone that watches this podcast, go harass Jada Pinkett Smith about her two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's like all right. Like she wipes her butt with two hundred bucks, probably. Yeah, exactly. That'll pay my. That'll pay my bill. Uh, no, man, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. Thanks. You know, Thank if you, you ever, uh, ever want to have us again, you know, we'll be around. Yeah. Hell yeah. And a lot sooner than seven years, trust us. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll talk no to you later. Take it All easy. Right. Be safe. Later. <laughs>